And welcome back to Sports Track with Evan and Jack. I'm Jack Inversky. And I'm Evan Sworsky. And in today's podcast, we will start uh, not with anything from the MLB today, uh, but recapping the ESPYs from last night. So yeah, like I said, the ESPYs were last night. Um, and I'm just going to go over some of the awards. Uh, so the best athlete from men's sports, uh, Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs won that. The best athlete uh, from women's sports was... M- McCallie Sheriffin, uh, skier. Uh, the best breakthrough athlete uh, was won by Angel Reese uh, from LSU Women's Basketball. Uh, the best record-breaking performance was won by LeBron James, uh, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the NBA scoring title. The best championship performance was won by Lionel Messi uh, from 2022 World Cup, where he scored two goals. Uh, and scored in the penalty shootout to win uh, the match. Uh, the best comeback athlete was Jamal Murray. Uh, he missed the entirety of two seasons ago uh, due to a torn ACL in his left knee. Uh, and then he came back this year and uh, helped the Nuggets win the championship. Uh, the best play was won by Justin Jefferson uh, with the catch he had against the Bills last year. The best team was won by the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year. Uh, The best college athlete in men's sports uh, was won by Caleb Williams, as he also won the Heisman Trophy. The best college athlete for women's sports was won by Caitlin Clark of Iowa women's basketball. And then the best NFL player uh, was won by Patrick Mahomes. The best MLB player was won by Shohei Otani. And the best NBA player was won by Nikola Jokic. And uh, I think a lot of these are uh, very well-deserved. Um, obviously, all these uh, athletes are very, very good at what they do. Um, but, yeah, it was um, fun. And uh, I think, yeah, um, just pretty much, uh, I think they were all, I think they were all pretty much the right decision. Um, but, yeah. All right, now we'll move into the NBA. Um, last night, Brandon Miller put up his um, summer league. Uh, he had a summer league best game uh, with 26 points. Uh, and I think we can agree that the second best prospect last year uh, in this year's draft was Scoot Henderson. Uh, but Charlotte ended up going Brandon Miller number two. Uh, so did they make the right pick uh, choosing Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson? Well, um, Brandon Miller has been uh, very good um, in his summer league games, but a big uh, problem with him is his fouling. I think in two games he had 15 fouls. So he needs to clean that up uh, for when he gets to the NBA. But besides that, he's been a pretty good player um, for the Charlotte Hornets in the summer league. I think um, he will be uh, a very good player. But Scoot Anderson, I think, uh, also be... A uh, very good player, especially if they get Dame, he'll be the star on the team, or the big name. Uh, I think, I don't think you could really go wrong, but I think you might have if Brandon Miller has a foul, a uh, foul problem in the NBA uh, regular season and um, not just in the summer league. But I think uh, you couldn't really go wrong. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think um, I I would have chose Scoot. I think. Um, but I think, I think they chose fit over best player available. 
going Brandon Miller. He's not a bad player, um, but I don't think he's the number two prospect. Uh, and I think they were committed to keeping LaMelo Ball around. Obviously, we talked about a few days ago, he signed, uh, I think, a big five-year contract. Uh, so they're committed to him. Uh, coming off an injury, we'll see how he does this year. Uh, when he was healthy, he was an all-star, so. All right, now moving uh, into the NFL. Uh, yesterday, the Buccaneers announced that they will go back uh, to their iconic creamsicle uniforms uh, for one game in week six against the Detroit Lions. Uh, the creamsicles are obviously one of the best uniforms of all time. A lot of people can agree on that. Uh, but what is your number one NFL uniform of all time? So, uh, obviously, like you said, the creamsicles are up there. So are the Kelly Green um, Eagles uh, Reggie White jerseys. Um. But I'm gonna go with um since I get a I, I gotta wit- witness um them live, um I'm gonna go with the Bengals whiteout jerseys. Um they wore it against the Steelers and on Thursday night football against uh against the Dolphins. I think they're the cleanest jerseys. Um white on white, even the white helmet. Um I, I really like it. I think it's very clean, like I said. Um I think it's just uh very cool as well. Uh, yeah, the Bengals, those are definitely up there for me. I really like those. Uh, they looked really good, especially um, when they were on their home turf uh, with the white bangle, yeah. like with the white out bangle. Um, they especially looked cool there. Uh, but I'm going to go with, I think this has been my favorite for a long time, uh, the 49ers throwback. Um, they wear them a lot on Sunday Night Football. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like the... Oh, like the... Mm-hmm. Shadowed numbers, kind yeah, of. Yeah, those. I like those too. Those are probably definitely my favorite. Those, I like those too. I always like if I'm mad and if I get to pick the uniforms for the Niners, I I always like. Yeah. Those. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the Kelly Green Eagles ones are really, really good as well. And I even like um, I do like, I I like the old '90s Bills. Um, I the uniforms are pretty good. Like the um, red helmet? I, I really like the red helmet, yeah. yeah. I think that really carries the uniform. Yeah, it's cool. All right, uh, next up is the MLB. It's, uh, yesterday was the the only day in the four major sports there's no um, game played, but today I think the uh, day back of the MLB. Um, so we're going to give our World Series predictions um, right at the beginning of the second half of the season. Um, I'll go first. So we're going to name who we think are going to, from each side, who's going to make it there and uh, what in the, what amount of games uh, they'll win. So I have from the NL side, the Braves, Um, they have some of the best pitching. They have the best record in the MLB, and they have one of the best, if not the best, lineups in the MLB. Um, everyone can hit. Everyone's a threat pretty much. Um, power, everyone could hit uh, home runs. I think they have the best lineup in all of the the baseball. And for the AL, I'm going to go with um kind of a sneaky pick, kind of not, but the Rangers. Um they have Luis Arise probably the uh has 388 batting average. Even without Jacob DeGrom, they've their their pitching's done fine. And I I think um they also have a, a good lineup that can hit um so yeah, I'll go with the Rangers to uh, make it out of the uh, AL and win the pennant. But in the in the World Series, 
I'm going to have to go with the Braves to win uh, the World Series. Um, I think they're the best all-around team uh, right now in sports, or and, and that will be. Um, so I have them winning in five games. I think the Rangers will get one, but I just think the Braves are too dominant. Um, I think this will kind of be like a Miami Heat and uh, and the Nuggets, not like at one seed, even though the Rangers are like two right now, but I think uh, they'll get one game, but I think the Braves will win. Yeah, uh, just like you, I also have the Braves coming out of the NL. Uh, I went to the Guardians-Braves game uh, about like a week ago, uh, and just like their entire lineup, it was just threats that could hit, like you said. Uh, in their pitching, I think they have the NL MVP in Ronald Acuna, and I think they have the NL Cy Young in Spencer Strider. Their pitching is um, very good. The bullpen, it was okay. Uh, the game I went to, they allowed a couple of runs. The they let the Guardians get a couple of runs, um, but the starting pitching is very, very strong. Uh, so, yeah, I have Braves coming out of Danel. Over in the AL, um, I also kind of have maybe a sneaky pick, uh, a wild card team. that Well, they're a wild card team right now. I'm going to go with the Astros. Um, I, I would hate to see it, but I think it's a very real possibility. Um, they have some of the most experience out of the top favorites in the AL. Uh, they just won the World Series last year. Uh, they have they their pitching is very solid hitting. Once they get Jordan Alvarez back, uh, him Kyle Tucker and Altuve, um, one of some of the best hitters, uh, in the AL. Um, but for so it's a rematch of twenty twenty one, I think. Um, and I'm gonna go with the Braves in six games. I just I think, I think the uh the Astros just um. I think they'll just be able to get a few games. I think they'll get two games from the Braves. Uh, but overall, I just think the Braves are no doubt the best team in baseball right now. So I'm going to go Braves in six. All right, uh, now moving back into the NBA. Um, the offseason uh, is shortly coming to an end. There's still uh, some free agent moves to be made and some trades to be made. Uh, but so far, I guess, who do you think has – what team has had the best offseason? Um, I'm going to go with someone different because I think, uh, Boston, they have, I think they have, they made the best move, uh, for their team. I think, uh, we've talked about it in previous podcasts. Um, we, we've said that, 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 uh, Chris Depp's for Zingo's the missing, uh, piece, but I'll go with the Suns. Uh, they made, they made the biggest moves and the most, I think, um, uh, getting Bradley Beal, uh, trading, uh, CP3. Um, but I think their their team, I, they've got depth. I, I think they're they've gained more depth with they, which uh, was their problem last year. They didn't have like a lot of depth. Um, besides the the starters, obviously. Um, so I think this is definitely going to help them out. Um, in the season, so their team won't won't have to rely on, on the, on the just the starters, and they've got a new coach. Um, they got rid of Monty Williams. A, uh, former coach of the year, even though, um, yeah, but still, I think they're gonna do much, much better um, next year, and uh, I think they've had the best season, off season, if not Boston. Yeah, I am gonna go with Boston. Um, I think Chris Stapps, getting Chris Stapps for Zingis, uh, I said this before. I think it makes them the favorites in the East, uh, and possibly um the title favorite. Uh, I just think what they were missing was a big man, 
um, who can score. They were getting – their rebounding was pretty solid with Robert Williams and Al Horford. Um, but I feel like Chris Napsenzingis uh, is a guy that really can score uh, anywhere on the floor. So I feel um, that Chris Napsenzingis is really what's going to put uh, Boston over the top this year. All right, back in the MLB, uh, we kind of did one of these, um, like, debate kind of about um, Shohei Otani uh, last week, I think. Um, but today, do you think the Indians or Guardians should trade Shane Bieber? Um, I think they're going to eventually have to. He, I mean, we've seen them. Um, we've been bringing in more. We've been bringing up more prospects. Uh, pitch, especially pitching. Uh, Gavin Williams, Bybee. Uh, we just brought up Bo Naylor a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. So I think I think we're gonna we will eventually. Uh, I don't know this year. I think we're gonna. End, I think we'll end up trading him after the season. Uh, just because I think, I think that uh, Guardians' plan is for us to try to win the AL Central and just see if we can make any noise in the playoffs. Um, probably not, but. Uh, just try, uh, and then I think we'll end up trading Bieber uh, after the season. I don't want to see Bieber go because uh, he's one of my favorite players, but I think it's going to be the right move uh, for the Guardians. Um, so the deadline's coming up uh, like August 1st, I think, so only uh, two and a half weeks almost. Um, but I think they – even though I don't want them to, I think they might, and I think they kind of should. Um, he's not having had his best year this year, and I I really don't think he's our ace. Um, I think if Tristan McKenzie is healthy, he he would, he might be there. Last year, in the end of the season, he was good, but Savali he's been really really good um this year when he's not injured. Um, but yeah, like you said, we have young uh young prospects pitching, uh Tanner Bybee, Gavin Williams. So, I think we could still get something good out of Shane Bieber. We could, um, maybe we'll definitely get uh some pitching back, um, for him. But we, 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 uh, we desperately need um power hitting for for the uh, to try to make a a push, um, because we're the last in the home runs. I'm I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in June, the month of June, the Braves had more uh, home runs in the month of June than we had all. Of yeah. So I mean, we we're, we desperately need uh, power hitting. So that's that's a good need. Uh, our pitching, their starting pitching, all right. I mean, it's not bad. Our our we have good pitching in general. I think uh, Savali, McKenzie, the couple of games he's played, and like you said, Savali have really been um carrying the pitching. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bieber, his problem I think this year is um the home run ball more, and um, I just he hasn't been as good as he'd been um in previous years. Um, but Cal Quantrill also hasn't been that good this year either. But yeah, we need, uh, if we do trade him, I think we should, we'll get, uh, we should definitely get some pitching back, maybe some prospects. Um, and we, we our, our big haul would be, we would need uh, power hitting for sure. Yeah, I agree. Power hitting uh, definitely is what we need. Um, and for the bullpen wise, I mean, class A has really been inconsistent. There's days where um he's striking out batters and playing really well, and then there's some days where he's just not. He has, I think he's tied for the most saves, uh in the AL, but he has a lot of blown saves as well. Uh, so yeah, he's just been really inconsistent. And then, 
yeah, Karen checks in the minors right now. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I think um, Class A is like five blown saves, maybe even more, which is not good at all for uh, for that. Um, but he does have the most or tied for the most. But losing, he's like you said, inconsistent this year, especially last year is much better. Um, but yeah. All right, now we're moving into our NBA draft segment. Uh, in today we're doing a combination of uh, like two things, kinda. Uh, so it'll just be like any of the players uh, on the '90s Bulls that won championships, and then uh, as well as like the mid uh, late 2010s Warriors. Uh, so yeah. Uh, before the podcast, randomly, Evan finally got the first pick. Uh, so yeah, Evan, you're up. And um, a lot of great players, but I'm gonna go with Michael Jordan at shooting guard. Yeah, that that's that's the right pick. Uh, number two, I'm going to go and get Kevin Durant, and I'm going to put him at power forward. He's a small forward slash power forward for the Warriors, uh, but I'm going to put him at power forward. And uh, I'll get another guard. I'll get Steph Curry at point guard. Um, best three-point shooter of all time. Uh, one of the best shooters. I have the two best, probably um, two best shooters of all time in my guard. So, yeah. Um, so, next, I'm going to Next for small forward, I'm gonna get Scottie Pippen. Uh, yeah, I, that I think that's pretty much the obvious pick there. Uh, great defender. So yeah, Scottie Pippen. That's a good pick. Um. Uh. Ooh, um. I'm I'm gonna go with. I'll have Draymond play um center. Yeah, that's that's where I would have gone. Um next I'm gonna for shooting guard, I'm gonna get Clay. Uh, I think he's top five, maybe top three shooter all time. All right. Um and power forward, I'm gonna go with uh, Dennis Robin. Um up there for the best rebounder of all time. Um Gets like we'll go out there and get twenty rebounds a night. Um, very good player. Um, scrappy, very aggressive on defense. So yeah, Dennis Rodman. Uh, for center, I'm gonna get Horace Grant. A uh, very very good defender. Uh, part of the first three people. So yeah, Horace Grant, very good defender for my center. And for my last pick, I'll get Andre Iguodala at small forward. I think he goes small forward slash power forward. Um. Reliable, um, good in the uh, Warriors dynasty. So to end up my draft, I got Andre Iguodala, small forward. And then for my point guard, one of the little known players uh, from the Bulls dynasty, uh, BJ Armstrong, part of the first three P Bulls, uh, great point guard, um, great passer. So yeah. All right, for my team, my point guard Steph Curry, shooting guard Michael Jordan, small forward Andre Iguodala, power forward Dennis Rodman. And center Draymond Green. Uh, for my team, point guard BJ Armstrong, shooting guard Clay Thompson, small forward Scotty Pippen, power forward Kevin Durant, and center Horace Grant. Uh, I feel like for you having the first pick and getting uh, MJ and stuff, I feel like I kind of made it close. Uh, I feel like KD and Pippen and Clay are a good combination of defense scoring, uh, which is really what I need. Uh, I'll. 
I'll give it to you, but I think it, I made it pretty close. Yeah, it was close, but I think I still have the better team. I I mean, I have two of the best um addresses are uh, rebounders on the team, Dennis Rodman and Draymond Green, and I have two of the best shooters. Uh, so I think it's close, but I think I still win. All right, now we go to two truths and a lie, uh, and I'll start it. Uh, for NFL, I have the Browns have the most number one picks in NFL history with seven. For the NBA, the Lakers and Celtics have won 43% of NBA championships. For the And then for the MLB, David Ortiz came in third place for voting to be Boston's mayor in 2013. All right. Um, that sounds like it could be true. Kind of funny because very popular player for um, Boston. Um, and uh, that sounds like because they have like each 17 uh, titles, Boston, Los Angeles. Um, so I'll go with the Browns, I guess, with the the first round pick. Yeah, uh, the Browns ha- uh, do not have the record. Uh, it's actually tied between the Colts and Rams, which I'm very happy about. I really did think it would be the Browns. Um, but the Colts and Rams have both have seven. I think the Browns have either five or six. Uh, and then for the NBA, uh, yeah, the Celtics and Lakers uh, have 34 out of the 74 uh, NBA championships. And then, yeah, David Ortiz uh, came in third place for Boston Mayor uh, voting in 2013. Uh, he, yeah, he received over 500 writing votes from Boston fans. All right, um, I'll start off with NBA. The first NBA game was played in Toronto. Um, before 1975, a holding call in the NFL was five yards. Every MLB team has been no hit at least twice. I think that's... I think that's got to be the lie, because there's a lot of MLB teams that... Uh, Came around very recently, I think. Or there's got to be a few. So I'm going to go. Uh, and for the NFL, that sounds pretty realistic. Uh, and then for the M- but the M- I don't really think it was it played in Toronto. I don't. It's mm. pretty close. You said no hit, right? No hit at least twice, yeah. I'm going to say the lie is every team has been no hit at least twice. That's a lie. Well, that's actually true. Uh, the lie was before nineteen seven seventy five. A holding call was five yards. Is wow. actually it was actually higher, fifteen yards. Hmm. And the first NBA game NBA game was played in Toronto. It was the Toronto Huskies against the New York Knicks in nineteen forty six. And the M- every M- M- every MLB team has been no hit at least twice. I mean, it's the I I kind of make sense because it's the oldest sport. Yeah, that is true. All right, now we're moving into the NBA. Um, the Cavs offseason, uh, I don't see us making a lot more moves. Uh, so what would you grade the Cavs offseason? I'd give it an A-. minus. I think we've had one of the best um, uh, in the offseasons. Uh, we've made um, some good moves. we got Max Struess. Uh, we needed a player like him. And we've we made moves that we needed to make um, – We've made a little tiny signings. I think that will help us in the in the season down the road. 
um, for our depth and our bench because last year that was our problem. Our bench um, was really the main reason why um, we didn't do as good as I think we could have been. Um, so, I, yeah, I'll give it a, an A-. minus. I think uh, we, we did very well. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to give it an A. Um, I think we got some depth, uh, which is what we needed with George's Niang uh, and Max Drews, two really good shooters. Uh, I can play small forward. And I also like us re-signing Karis LeVert. Uh, he's a pretty solid player, especially when he came off the bench. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'd give it an A. All right, um, now uh, I'll have you grade the Indians' um, first half of the season and, like, uh, uh, good our good uh, aspects and things that we need to work on. Uh, I'm going to give it a B- minus so far. I mean, we won our division last year. I get it was close. Uh, for a long time, it was close between us and the Twins. Um, but I'm giving it a B-. minus. I mean, like you said, like we said, we we're talking about earlier, the power hitting is not there. Uh, the hitting is just really inconsistent. I mean, besides Jose, nobody is hitting very consistently. Josh Naylor, he's been improving and hitting really well. Uh, he was almost an all, he, especially recently, he's been hitting really well, getting lots of RBIs. Uh, but yeah, I got to give it a B minus. The pitching, uh, is something I think we need to work on. Starting pitching has been solid with Savali and McKenzie, I think. Bullpen has been also very inconsistent, especially Emmanuel Classe. Uh, like I said earlier, some of the most one has like some of the most blown or has a lot of blown saves uh, amongst AL uh, pitchers. So yeah, uh, I give it a B minus overall. Yeah, um, I'm also giving it a B minus. I think our expectations are uh, much higher than. 500 at the break but we're still on uh, top of the division probably one of the worst in baseball though um we were supposed to do uh, much better we 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 I think we were very better last year uh I think uh we we're, we're still doing all right this year uh, yeah, but like you said and like we've been uh, saying uh, the power hitting uh big a big problem but pitching has uh, been keeping us in, even though uh, it's not the best, it's not the worst, though, but it's it still is inconsistent, like you're saying. But I think uh, I think we should do better in the second half. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, we we need to lock in because uh, when our, some players get on straight, uh, hot streaks for hitting, um, our defense, it's been uh, good. Uh, we have a good uh good uh infield i really think it's just um the hitting we can't get uh, enough production and sometimes our pitchers um you know mess up so all right now moving into the nfl of uh, the packers uh a little bit of um a few weeks ago um finally did trade away aaron rodgers uh to the jets uh, so now the Packers uh, have Jordan Love at QB. Uh, and what are your expectations for Jordan Love and the Packers? Well, I expect them to um, – they should do uh, all right, but they're definitely not going to do anywhere near as good as they've done with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna test out um, Jordan Love 
and um, rely on him, but they're also going to heavily rely on the running backs, A.J. Dillon and um, Aaron Jones. Um, they have a young wide receiver core now uh, from the draft last year, this year. Uh, I think uh, they still have Jair Alexander, one of the best um, cornerbacks in the league. I think I think I expect at least uh, six or seven wins. It might even be. I think, yeah, I think that's reasonable. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there, six or seven wins. Uh, I think Jordan Love can be pretty solid. We've seen him play a little bit, and he's been okay. I don't think he's been horrible. Uh, he hasn't. He's been a quarterback for, what, three years, I think? Yeah. And he has – I don't know how many. He started maybe – one or maybe three, four games. Uh, but I expect like six or seven wins. Packers have a very solid defense. Um, so I think, I don't think it's going to be horrible. I think they're going to be around six, seven wins uh, probably. Yeah. All right, now moving back into the NBA. Uh, the, the Trailblazers announced that they're not in any hurry. Uh, to trade Damian Lillard. So if you were uh, the general manager of the Trailblazers, would you agree and wait to trade Dame and see what the market's looking like? Or would you just try to trade Dame right away um, just to see what you get? I would definitely uh, wait um, for sure. Because I think Dame uh, wants to go to Miami. and But uh, Portland doesn't want to really – they don't – they're not very – Obviously, they don't really want to give away Dame, um, best player in their franchise and, and and everything. But I think they should definitely wait. I don't think they unless they get like a really good offer from Miami or something. Um, because I think they will try to trade him to um Miami all they can. But if they don't, I think they might have to go with someone else or even keep him. But I should. I, I think they should definitely wait and see. Because Miami, they're going to be desperate if they if they still want him um, later as the season approaches um, later down the line. Because and then they'll give up um, a better better package, and I think it'll work out better for both um, Dame and the Trailblazers. Uh, yeah, I think you should probably wait. I don't think Dame is in any hurry to leave Portland. He's been there for like twelve years, I think. Obviously, so he's not in a hurry. Um, he just wants to get out. I mean, he's fine with whatever. Um, but yeah, I think um, Portland's going to explore the market. Uh, we saw James Harden request, or he was requesting a trade as well. Uh, so there's a good chance that he uh, gets out of Philly. Uh, so they could see um, if there's a trade uh, that happens with that. Um, I'd say they're around the same skill level, and they're also around the same age. So yeah, I think it would be a similar package, so. All right, now for our last topic uh, until Throwback Thursday. Um, who will uh, – Caleb Williams is uh, obviously expected to be the number one pick uh, in this year's upcoming NFL draft. Uh, but who do you think will get the number one pick? I think it will either be the Cardinals or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm leaning toward the Cardinals more. Um, they traded away their, their uh, third overall pick and got – Paris Johnson, if I remember correctly. Um, offensive line, 
Kyler is going to be out for um uh for the uh beginning of the season at least um maybe half. Um, D Hop wants out. I think he requested, or did he get? D Hop uh, is a free agent. Free agent. That's what I thought. Yeah, he's still looking for a team, so they won't have him. They'll really only have James Conner, Marquise Brown, and um, Zach Ertz, who is getting older and declining in his um, play uh, level. So, and they'll have Colt McCoy at quarterback. I don't even know who they'll have at quarterback for I the think, first time. I think it's still. I think it is Colt McCoy. Oh yeah, I, they just don't. They're not set up for success at all, and they have a new coach um, also to uh, deal with it all. Uh, who could be better? Uh, probably, I think he'll definitely be better than Cliff Kingsbury. But I mean, I I, I definitely think uh, they'll get the first overall pick. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are probably um, up there, uh, but I'm gonna go a different. I'm actually gonna go with the Washington Commanders. I get that uh, they do have a lot of star power on their team, like Terry McLaurin, uh, Chase Young, who might get traded. Uh, and guys like that, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to put it all together. I think with Sam Howell there, Ron Rivera still there, I think it's just going to be a big mess. Uh, well, I do see the Cardinals having chance. I think uh, there's a good chance they get number one. I'm going to go with the Commanders. All right, uh, and now we go uh, to our final topic, the first throwback Thursday, which we're bringing back um, from two years ago. Uh, and today... Uh, 41 years ago in 1982, uh, the, the first ML- MLB All-Star game not held in the U.S. Uh, it was played in Montreal, Canada, um, and the NL won 4-1. to one. Uh, Just some of the notable players uh, that played in the game, uh, Reggie Jackson of the Yankees, um, Ricky Henderson. Those are some of the guys in the AL uh, for the NL. Oh, oh and also... Um, for uh, the NL uh, had Dusty Baker, who is the currently the manager of the Braves or the Astros. Uh, yeah, that's about it's about it. All right, um, and that wraps up uh, today's episode. Uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. No, probably no uh, episode tomorrow. We'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this week and this episode. And as always, I'm Evan Swarski. I'm Jack Mversky. And we'll see you next time. Peace.